Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Hour number three. The Biden family is under the protection of the nation's top lawmen, the G-man, the feds, the F-B-I. Jim Comey, Andy McCabe, Peter Strzok. They were J. Edgar Hoover without the charm. (laughs) This is is, uh, Michael Goodwin over at the New York Post. Says these guys spied on a presidential campaign without sufficient evidence. They lied to the courts and they never paid a price. In fact, each got a lot richer thanks to the big shots who monetize the hate Donald Trump fan clubs in cable TV and publishing houses. So what's the lesson here? Well, like Johnny Dangerously would tell you, the crime or something very much like crime paid handsomely, at least in their cases. I mean, maybe just a little. If they weren't above the law, they were certainly beyond its reach. So, we got to believe that Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, when he's not caving to... I'm just kidding. When he's... (laughs) That McCarthy, maybe is hoping, hope, 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 that that FBI Director Christopher Wray, if he doesn't turn over the document that the congressional investigators want from the FBI that Joe Biden, right, this is the, the whistleblower document that shows Joe Biden sold his office as part of a $5 million bribery scheme when he was vice president. Uh, and so maybe McCarthy is, is, is this threat of his that he's going to have Congress hold Christopher Ray in contempt, in contempt of Congress. Now, I don't know about you. But I am, I am old enough to remember when another member of an administration was held in contempt of Congress, and it was Eric Fast and Furious Holder. Which is weird, because with a last name like Holder, you would think not Fast or Furious, but whatever. This guy, he was the Attorney General, right? This guy was held in contempt of Congress. And I'll never forget Trey Gowdy expressing astonishment that Holder was even appearing before them at one point, providing testimony because you shouldn't even be here. So what good does it do? Right? What exactly is contempt of Congress? So they're going to they're gonna pass a contempt citation. Ooh. It's up to the Justice Department to turn anything into a prosecution. And uh, show of hands here, anybody... Uh, anybody thinking that uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland is going to prosecute Christopher Ray for this contempt of Congress charge or citation, I should say? Why? Why would he? Merrick Garland is also running interference for the Biden family operation as well. The document demand... It grows out of a whistleblower's testimony before the House Oversight and Accountability Committee. The a, it used to be, I think, uh, House Oversight Government Reform, but now it's House Oversight and Accountability Committee. 
or as I call it, the, the HOAC. Um, the chairman, James Comer, has been banging the drum about the Biden's decades-long grift, which really ramped up. And I've gone over this with the evidence. It's all very clear. There's, I mean, the only reason you don't see it is if you are closing your eyes to it. He used subpoena power to get bank records that show as many as nine members of the Biden gang got a cut of a big Chinese deal and recently revealed a complex web of bank accounts that Hunter Biden set up to receive and disperse huge sums of money from foreign paymasters. There isn't any other reason we played the clip from Byron Donalds, who worked in the banking industry, and he says, you do not create this number of uh, of LLCs and have money bouncing between them all, except for one purpose, and that is to throw off investigators. That's to throw off people who are trying to track the money. That's why you do it. It's a money laundering scheme. That's all. And why would you do that? Why would you feel the need to bounce the money between all of these different accounts if you are not influence peddling? You're trying to conceal. That's the reason. There's no other reason. Oh, my LLC that deals with this. I needed the money here, but then I had to transfer some of it over to my niece. Why did you have to transfer that from that LLC to your niece? Well, you know, no reason. Just she needed the money and and she, oh, no, she's an expert in the, uh, yeah, in that field. Comer and others have noted no legitimate business moves money around that way through shell company accounts. And once again, what were the Bidens producing? What's their product? What's their service? What's their line of work? I mean, Hunter Biden, I can understand him being a world renowned financier and artist and gas energy uh, expert. Right. Uh, um, Hunter, fine. But like James Biden, what's that guy's gym? What's, what's his expertise? Who's the big guy that's getting the 10% cut? Look, we all understand what the nature of this deal is, right? Biden on his way out trying to uh, uh, create the soft landing in um, in retirement. They're generating all of this money. The operation requires, look, I mean, I know I, I, I talk about this, but, you know, hey, look, I'm a gamer. And so there are games out there and there is one. I'm trying to remember. I just blanked on the name of it. Oh, my gosh. What was it? It's like a family dynasty kind of a, a, a video game, and this is part of the the this part of the structure of it, where you you put people into positions, some in the private sector and some in government, and then it all works together. So you can use edicts because it takes place in like the medieval era. You use rules and edicts and stuff, and then you use the business side to finance operations, and you mix the money all around, and you build your your dynasty. That's what he was doing, because, of course, that's the obvious thing that they're doing. Comer said, by the way, yesterday, the FBI has refused. They're not going to turn over the document. Okay, so now what? This is going to require Republican focus and unity, thick skins to put up with the media abuse, as it, too, protects the Bidens, because that's what the media is doing. Other whistleblowers, by the way, have come forward, including more than 20 who told the House Judiciary Committee that the FBI is deeply politicized in favor of the Democrats and the far left. <gasps> no way. 
They said it singles out pro-life groups, Catholics, and parents attending school board meetings as a way of intimidating them. The whistleblowers also charged there's a pattern of top officials inflating cases beyond the evidence so they can be classified as domestic violence extremism, satisfying a favorite talking point among Democrats. Three of the whistleblowers had their security clearances revoked as they prepared to testify. Maybe the most intriguing of those who came forward was Gary Shapley, the whistleblower who alleged the IRS has slow-walked the Hunter Biden case to avoid filing charges. The so-called investigation is now in its fifth year. Which is weird because if you are the subject of that investigation, if you're targeted by the IRS, after five years, don't you think that you'd be like, all right, come on, guys, this needs to end. But he's not saying it needs to end. They're not, they're not demanding this investigation come to a close. Why not? Could it be that they know that once it comes to a close, they're probably going to get charged? Maybe they're just slow walking it. Shapley was a supervisor in charge of the tax portion of the investigation, and his testimony had an immediate impact, but not the kind he wanted. No, no. The agency responded to his claims by removing his entire 12-person team from the probe. So now you've got the retaliation as part of this operation. The lesson so far is that no matter what McCarthy and, and Comer say, the White House and the executive agencies believe that they are in fact above the law and will protect the president and his family for as long as they can. Only when the obstructionists pay a personal price will they begin to calculate whether they want to risk their careers and reputations defending a corrupt president. Do I need to remind Republicans... That Democrats blew up the norm. Democrats destroyed the norm. Why Joe Biden has not been impeached at this point is beyond me. You're cutting deals with this guy in negotiations. What are you doing? You're playing by an old set of rules, fellas. And ladies. You're playing by an old set of rules. All right, hey, real quick. It is estimated that more than 6 million Americans have Alzheimer's. It affected my family. My grandpa had it. New research and treatments are showing promise, but there's still a long way to go. So can you help me by supporting the Alzheimer's Association's Western Carolina chapter? The Family Dance Party Charlotte's on June 10th from 1 o'clock until 5 o'clock. It's at the Roxbury Nightclub in Uptown Charlotte. Go to Mix1079.com and get tickets and come bust a move on the dance floor or donate tickets to a family that's battling the disease. The Family Dance Party is presented by Jameson Realty. Again, if you can help us out, I appreciate it. Go to Mix1079.com and thank you for considering the request. So just, um, you know me, I'm a bit of a stickler on this stuff uh, a lot of times. So... Uh, the word milk toast is not spelled like the food. It's not a combination of the beverage and the bread. Okay? Milk toast. There's milk. There's toast. But if you try to put them together to make the word milk toast, right, which is like a boring, right, that's what the word means. That's not that word. Milk toast with a Q and a U and an E in it. That's milk, like a milkway toast, if you will. Milkway. Milkway toast, if you will. If you want to throw a little Spanish lingo in there. That's, yeah. I guess it would be French, actually. But then that would be French milk toast. But no. The, the milk toast word is not milk plus toast. 
But I, I'm sure people will tell me that that is exactly what the president meant when he called Kaylee McEnany milk toast. Why would he call his former press secretary milk toast? Well, because she read on Fox News, she read polling results that showed Donald Trump up by 25 points. And he took umbrage at that because I was up 34 points on DeSanctimonious, not 25. I was up 34. 25 is great. It's not 34. She knew the number was corrected upwards by the group that did the poll, but the rhinos and the globalists can have her. Fox News should only use real stars. I'm not sure if I've seen the reaction to his attack on McEnany with any other person. Um, People came to her defense in a way that I haven't seen before. I wonder if, if he made a, he made a serious error here. All she did was read polling numbers that were incorrect, but still put him up 25 points. Think about that. Right. And for that, he attacks her, calls her milk toast. And, um, and then, um, says that she uh, Fox should only use real stars and kind of lumps her in with rhinos and globalists. I'm not even sure about that. Simply for reading poll data. It's, it's, an, it's amazing. But tell me again, Ron DeSantis, he's so disloyal, right? Oh, hey, real quick, before I forget, Carolina Readiness Supply is prepping for its annual Heritage Life Skills event. It's coming up in July, and you can learn how to be better prepared and self-sufficient in the event of any emergency. Things like homesteading, canning, water storage, radio communications, herbal remedies, home defense, fermenting vegetables, all sorts of stuff. This is what Carolina Readiness Supply does. For beginners all the way to the most experienced preppers, Carolina Readiness Supply can help. Get your tickets now at carolinareadiness.com. That's carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? Now, I was going over before the break. You know, this story with Trump picking this fight with Kaylee McEnany, and I don't see where she's responded. Maybe she has. I just I just bring it up here because it's Trump working the refs. This is what he does, right? He's always uh, attacking people in the media in order to get more favorable coverage. That's what he desires. And I think that was the point here also. Uh, also, he talked about in prior interviews how he tries to unwound himself by attacking other people, although that's not how that works. Um, you don't unwound oneself. You, you cannot unwound yourself. You can heal. But um, but I think that's just sort of you know, what he thinks his fans expect. But I think there are a lot of his fans who really like Kaylee McEnany because she like walked through fire for this guy while he was getting impeached, right? And now she reads the polling results from some polling outfit, which apparently revised the numbers like they published it wrong or posted it wrong on the teleprompter or something. She's literally reading numbers that somebody else has provided her that still show him winning by 25%. And he just lays into her. So the response from a lot of uh, Trump fans, they're not happy. And I, 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 you know, I just wonder, 
look, I'm not making any predictions. I, I have given up making any kinds of predictions about why people do what they do with Trump. I really don't know. I really, I don't. Pro and con. I don't understand it. I don't get the paintings of him, <laughs> right? Where people do these paintings, like making him into some sort of a martyr. I don't get that. I don't get the idea that everything he touches and does is terrible. And he's like this, you know, what Russian puppet. Like, I don't get the other side of it either. I don't view these things through the prism of Trump. I just, I don't know. So I, I, I cannot, I, I cannot act as Trump whisperer here. Here's a message from Jan. Former President Trump. Um, oh, hang on a second. The subject line. I hope someone sane gets the nomination. Former President Trump was my second to last choice in 2016. I knew at the time that if he were elected, the mainstream media would not let anything go by without a painful investigation. Hillary and Biden obviously do not get that kind of treatment. I just hope that someone sane gets the nomination in 24. I have not voted for a candidate since I voted for Reagan. Since then, I've always cast my vote against the candidate who was obviously more bad. I would like to vote for someone again. I am too old to have that kind of hope, but it is still there. <laughs> that's good. You got to. <laughs> that's good, Jan. You got to keep the hope alive. Um, Pete Orange Man had better defer to Kaylee and Kellyanne Conway, lest he be cast on the proverbial dustbin with the with most political folder roll. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I just I I just found it noteworthy. And I think. This so here's I was telling um, Chris and Bernie we were talking before the show. Here's what Trump has now that he did not have in 2016. A record, and I think what he is learning is that it's more difficult to make these arguments and to take these shots at people when you yourself have a record. See, everybody he, that he ran against had a record. They had all been elected officials, right? He was the only non-politician, outsider kind of guy. And so he gets in there and he disrupts, okay? But now he has a record. For example, he's like they're going after Ron DeSantis today, accusing him of having voted in support of Christopher Wray, the head of the FBI. Although I don't believe that's the case because I think the Senate does that. Do they not? Also... It was Trump's pick. <laughs> so like, th- this is a microcosm of the problem, right? This is one example of the problem that Trump is going to have. Another one is that he um, he's going after DeSantis over the, uh, what, birthright immigration. He's promising now, you will know, or citizenship, that, that he's going he's gonna to get rid of birthright citizenship. This is the, quote, anchor baby uh, problem, where once you get into America, even if you're an uh, unauthorized immigrant, you get in, you have a child in America, that child is an American citizen. And he says, I'm going to get rid of that. Okay. You said you were going to get rid of that in 2020, in 2018, and in 2016. And then you never did. You have a record now, right? Um, so it's it's going to be more difficult for him, but I don't know if he's going to be able to avoid the kinds of attacks that he was so adept at avoiding before. It just like any any attack against him, it was like 
Teflon Don, right? Just <laughs> he just rolled right off. I mean, think about it. all of the stuff against him, all of the allegations and all of the misdeeds and the Access Hollywood tape and like all of that stuff, and none of it mattered, right? None of it mattered. That was our joke at the time. That was the running joke. LOL, nothing matters. It doesn't. People, Hillary Clinton was that bad of a candidate. And so now I just wonder, has he, has the act run thin? Has it, has it, you know, has it run its course? People know what they're getting with him. It's baked in the equation. He's leading in all the polls. So, there's, he has a, a pretty high floor inside the GOP. But we'll see. Um, all right, let me get... Oh, well, I got to talk about the Dodgers. I got to talk about... The, I grew up a Dodgers fan. I know I'm from New York. I think it's because my mom's side of the family, they were all Brooklyn Dodger fans. Growing up in Queens, they were all Dodger fans. Ghost of Flatbush, fantastic documentary, by the way, if you're ever interested to see it. Um the Los Angeles Dodgers, they got a bit of a problem because, see, they first they invited a bunch of drag queen Christian mocking performers to some dra- uh, pride night or something. And then they got some backlash because these people just mock Christianity, like in really vulgar, disgusting ways. And um, and so then they disinvited them or uninvited. Them. And then they undisinvited them. They brought them back. And now they're getting pushback. They're getting statements released by their own players. You've got their own star players that are like, you guys screwed up. Like, inviting this troupe of anti-Christian performers and the stuff that they do, I cannot even describe to you. It is so beyond the pale. This is the group that you're going to honor with an award. So now the Dodgers are like, oh, no, no, no. How about this? Uh, Christian family night. We're going to do a Christian family night. How about that? And then the, uh, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, which is the, the Christian mocking performance troupe, they have offered to perform that night on Christian Family Night. I'm not sure if there's actually going to be any desire to have them there. <laughs> but I say kudos to the pitchers. I'll give you their statements in a minute. All right, now you've heard me talk about them. Old Grouch's Military Surplus. They're expanding with more ways to get your hands on authentic U.S. military surplus items. Go to oldgrouch.com. Check out the links for the online auctions for rare finds and the vintage shop. Unique, really cool items from modern tactical gear to historical collectibles. Tim at Old Grouch's is always finding new stuff. When I started the podcast at the beginning of the pandemic, my first advertiser was Old Grouch's. If you enjoy the show and derive any value from it, I'm hoping that you will consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible. Lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor. There really is something for everyone at Old Grouch's Military Surplus in beautiful downtown Clyde and online at oldgrouch.com. Of course, I don't even really follow baseball anymore, so it's not really that big of a deal. But uh, there is an organization, they've apparently got chapters all over the place, called the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, and their whole purpose is to mock Christians. That is the point is to sexualize and objectify women who have devoted their lives uh, in service to the poor and the dying. That's the purpose of the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Is gay men dressing up in, in women's clothing like to look like nuns and then mocking all things Catholic and Christian. Um, they even apparently stole a whole bunch of communion wafers from a mass. Um, look, 
Ed Morrissey, writing at HotAir.com, he's a big-time Catholic, um, he says they have the free speech right to do this. Well, I mean, aside from the stealing of the stuff. But, uh, you know, you want to fill up a chalice with yogurt and pretend it's something else? You go right ahead and do that. It's disgusting and grotesque, and you're mocking uh, Christians, but you have the free speech right to do it. But it doesn't mean that we should honor that. Because the whole point, the explicit purpose of the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, it's kind of right there in the name, is to mock and vilify and transgress. It is the purpose. So, when they decided to undisinvite the uh, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, the Dodgers cast their lot, if you will, with the organization. And now you've gotten pushback from two different players. Um, we've got Clayton Kershaw. Is he the good one? Is he the good player? I think he's the good player. And Because then, then there's another one who's on the injured reserve, and he's like, he's okay, right? Just okay? Okay, yeah. So, But Clayton Kershaw, the team's ace left-hander, did not agree with the decision to honor the sisters, was the first to speak out, said, I don't agree with making fun of other people's religions. It has nothing to do with anything other than that. Right. Could you imagine? Could you imagine bringing in an organization, a performance troupe, to mock Islam? No, you wouldn't do that, would you? Uh-uh. Some people might lose their heads over that. Nationals right-handed pitcher, so that's another team, the Nationals, Trevor Williams, he said, as a devout Catholic, I'm deeply troubled by the Dodgers' decision to re-invite and honor this group, to invite and honor a group that makes a blatant and deeply offensive mockery of my religion and the religion of more than 4 million people in Los Angeles County alone, undermines the values of respect and inclusivity that should be upheld by any organization. Hey, see, like you guys have lost the plot here. I think I've used that term now. Twice in today's show, the Dodgers lost the plot. Just because this group of gay men dress up in drag and put on makeup and do strip teases and stuff, that doesn't automatically make them worth honoring. This it, it's sort of like the content of their character, kind of an argument, you know? <laughs> like, like, what is it that they are actually doing? Let's judge them by their deeds, shall we say? Right. Look at what they're doing. What are the acts that they are doing? And when their acts are simply to vilify, to mock, to ridicule, is that something that you want to bring to your show? Creating an environment in which one group feels celebrated at the expense of another is counterproductive, said the... uh, uh, the Nationals pitcher Trevor Williams, he pointed out that the Dodgers were violating their very own discrimination policy. <laughs> Which, yeah, does seem like it. I believe it is essential that the Dodgers reconsider their association with this group and strive to create an, an inclusive environment that does not demean or disrespect the religious beliefs of any fan or employee. I also encourage my fellow Catholics to reconsider support of an organization that allows this kind of mockery of its fans to occur. Then we had another pitcher, Blake Trinan, from the Dodgers. Also, he issued his own statement. Um, He said, I am disappointed to see the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence being honored as heroes at Dodger Stadium. Many of their performances are blasphemous, and their work only displays hate and mockery of Catholics and the Christian faith. I understand that playing baseball is a privilege and not a right. 
My convictions in Jesus Christ will always come first. Since I have been with the Dodgers, they have been at the forefront of supporting a wide variety of groups. However, inviting this group to perform disenfranchises a large community and promotes hate of Christians and people of faith. This single event alienates the fans and supporters of the Dodgers, Major League Baseball, and professional sports. People like baseball for its entertainment value and competition. The fans do not want propaganda or politics forced on them. And he said, um, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So this is one of the things, we talked about this before, these community spaces, these affinity groups, the ability to come together, watch sports, do knitting, whatever the affinity group is, right? These spaces are now being politicized on purpose, and it is tearing us apart. You will be made to care. That's what this is about. You will be made to care. What an awful decision by the Dodgers. Hate to see it. I'll see you tomorrow. Don't break anything while I'm gone.